Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Fish, Fingers and Custard, the Explosion Network's Doctor Who after show, where we'll be talking each week about Doctor Who. Uh, during me every week, unless he falls sick, uh, will be the one and only Ashley Hobley. Thanks Dylan for having me here every week, unless I get sick. Unless you get sick, at which point I have no idea what I do. Um... I regenerate. Ah, got him. Very in time. Um, so since this is our the first episode and the first one we're doing, and we kind of just discussed this on the, our what, <laughs> movie uh, podcast called What Do You Want to Watch? But we'll do it again yeah. anyway for this show. What is your history with Doctor Who? Uh, so I think whenever season series seven was airing, I believe or like halfway through matt smith's era i like got in i watched like the uh good man goes to war episode which everybody knows that's the episode that ends with revealing that river song is <laughs> rory and amy's spoilers, daughter sweetie spoilers yeah if you're at this if you're watching this episode i think you're spoiled for you should have watched all 10 seasons well are we going assume that i mean this yeah. is a pretty good jumping on point so i would say this is the best jumping on point you've had since Eccleston, honestly. Ooh. Uh, Matt Smith was a pretty good jumping on point, I would have thought. Do you think so? Yeah. Mm, I suppose I'd... to a degree, but at the same time, I feel like this is just the the, the cleanest slate that we've had. Because even stuff yeah. that Matt Smith deals with, like River Song, is tied into meeting Yeah, that's true. That was so there, there is still. There and then still elements. was like kind of was like hot on the heels of Eccleston. Tanner yeah. was hot on the heels of Eccleston. Rose carrying on, of course, everything like that. So yeah, I feel like this- but I watched that one night and then I went back and watched everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I went back one night <laughs> and I watched everything. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so my, my history is seeing uh, black and white episodes on TV when I was a kid, watching those, not knowing that it was Doctor Who, but then growing older and realizing it was Doctor Who, but I'd get put in front of those to watch and I remember drawing them as a kid. And then we would, um, and then I never really paid attention to Doctor Who as I got older until obviously the reboot happened and I jumped in around the first or second, whatever was airing at the time was the first or second season of Tenet era. And then I went back, watched yeah. Eccleston, caught up to Tenet, and then watched episode by episode as it was airing. Up until Peter Capaldi, where I dropped off in the last season. So I dropped off in season 10. I uh, By dropped off, I mean, I have watched it since then. Yeah. I dropped off watching it concurrently. Weekly. Yeah, yeah. I, I Three, yeah, live. So I, I three or four episodes into season 10, I was kind of like, I'm not enjoying this much anymore. I'm not having a great time with it. There was other stuff. There was other stuff, of course, yeah. And I, I dropped off. I have since gone back and watched those episodes to catch up before this season starts because I was super excited about this season and happy to get really excited about uh, Doctor Who again. There was my, my my fandom was at a point one time there, and th Matt Smith is my favorite Doctor. Um, yep. Like you say, yours is. There was a point there where I was so excited for the new season to start. Um, I can't remember whatever season number it is. It's the one where he gets, the, like, that's, spoilers, the astronaut shoots him, right? The astronaut shoots and kills the Doctor, and that's like the whole. I can't remember what the exact season number it is, though. So but that's series six. six or something, I don't know. The silence. That's the silence season. Anyway, I was so excited for that season. I had to was driving somewhere that day. Someone was driving me somewhere that day. That episode come out. I downloaded it off the internet. I put it on a USB drive. I watched it on a portable DVD player. 
I couldn't wait until I got home, Ash. A portable DVD player? Yeah. yeah you, 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 like, burnt it to a DVD. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, so. Like, the you know, the flip CD screen, whatever, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know who like owned the those. Time, wouldn't you have, in the time it took you to do that, wouldn't, couldn't you have just watched the episode? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. So, so it took, so it was quicker to download the episode yeah. and burn it to this than it was to. Well, burning took like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. off, off topic. That's history of Doctor Who. Yeah, so we've covered that. I feel like it was necessary to cover that considering it's a yeah. show about Doctor Who, of course. So every week we'll be, every week after this episode, we will be kind of going through the plot. Um, as we do with most of our after shows here at the Explosion Network, we'll just be going through the plot, talking about what happens, breaking down any big things, stopping at moments of importance, talking about any really big character moments, those sorts of things. Um, that's how it's usually going to go. And we'll always start with the first question, which is always going to be your general thoughts on this week's episode type of thing. At the end of every episode, we're going to rate the villain of the week, unless there isn't a villain of the week, uh, which can't, case just skip the question i guess but they have said that every villain in this season is going to be a new uh there's going to be no like daleks or cybermen or any no daleks there's apparently no repeats showing up this season which i'm still like maybe they you know finale mm. daleks, always, comes daleks always fucking show up or something like that it's just yeah. how it goes um so we'll be rating those the the monsters because monsters and doctor who is obviously a big the hugest element of it apart from the doctor or the companions or friends of the doctor as we now refer to them so that's something i think we're going to go to um for the first episode it's going to be a little bit different because there are a couple questions to get out of the way considering it's the first episode with new whole new cast and everyone so we're going to go over those first before jumping into what would be the normal show so but we will start with what are your overall thoughts on the episode the premiere episode yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, obviously, it's a bit tough. They had to introduce, like, everybody. So it's, like, four new characters, really. Uh, and, and then have a plot, a storyline to go along with it. Um, yeah. Uh, it it did, it would left me on a positive note. I guess that's the best thing you can say about it. And that's what it needed to do. Like, at the end of the episode, you're like, yeah, I want to see more of this Doctor and her friends. I honestly feel like the best first ep. Now, I really like Matt Smith's first episode. Obviously, the show is called Fish, Fingers, and Custard, which does come from Matt Smith's yeah. first episode as the Doctor. But other than that episode, I would say the best first episode any Doctor of the new era has had is Christopher Eccleston. But because it is a rebooted era, just because he runs in there and says basically just run, and that's like such a it's like yeah. a very kickstart moment for what Doctor Who would be from then till now kind of thing i guess in the very moment but other than that i'd say most of the first episodes of new doctors is i like tenants like they're not they're never amazing not great episodes but they've got good yeah. moments and-, and they always feel weird they feel better on rewatches is the thing yeah. because the first time you're watching them you're always like yeah once you're cast, like new characters, you watch the whole new season, doctor so, yeah. yeah you go back yeah. you can enjoy it more but i feel like yeah the first time it's always like eh, you're trying to get a feel which is weird because I mean, the Doctor is the same character, but every time it's like... 
yeah. quite like this person because it's new, new characteristics yeah. and everything like that. And the doctor in the first episode is rarely the doctor that we end up with. Like that's true. Through. And yeah. even if you look at the the last uh, so P- Peter Capaldi in his first episode was doing a lot. Um, he was all over the place with his emotional s- swings and all that sort of stuff. And that comes down to the, you know, the doctor's regenerating. So it's still like piecing together pieces yeah. and you get them swinging all over the place. That's what I was saying. Um, someone was tweeting at me about it early in the week and I was saying, you know, I'm, I really can't tell. There are pieces that are saying like, this doctor seems like Matt Smith's. It's like, yeah, kind of does to a degree. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the first episode she's regenerating. Like how much of that is like what is going to stick as being part of her doctor. And that's not to say yeah. all of it's fake. Cause I would believe that, you know, most of what we see, especially in the later half of this episode is w- what she's basically going to be like, but a lot of those like random ticks, characteristics, you know, the tongue yeah. stuff and whatever else, that's all just part of the regeneration, regeneration stuff, I believe, you know, so take with that as, as you will. Um, all right. So let's jump into the thing. Let, let's break down. What do compa- you think of the episode? Um, I really enjoyed. I really liked it. I because you reviewed it over I re- Explosion reviewed Network. it on ExplosionNetwork.com. I gave it an eight. I think it's. I think it's really good. I think it's a really great fresh start for the season. I've, as I said, you know, I dropped off last season. I was feeling it was becoming very stagnant, uh, very boring. Stephen Moffat was becoming lost in what he was his his direction for that show completely. So, have, having whole new cast in front of the screen and behind just feels you can feel it. Like it's yeah. everything. And then like special effects, which I want to talk about a bit more when we get to into discussion of certain parts of the, the episode, but special effects look greater. Cinematography looks better. The story I felt was fine. I have problems with the villain, which I'll talk about a bit later, but you know, yeah. really, really loved what we got at the doctor really enjoyed everything about all the new companions. So it's like tick boxes here. And then a couple things that were like, yeah, but first impressions episode really, really enjoyed it. Um, so let's talk about the companions before jumping into the doctor and, and, um, everything else. So the first two companions are Yaz and Ren played by Mandip Gill and Tozan Cole. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on these two characters? So we have Ryan, uh, we have Yaz, sorry, we'll start with her. You have Yaz, who's a cop. And her yep. basic s- structure that we get from this episode is she's somebody who wants to, you know, do more, which I wouldn't say is like a very unique story for a cop, but it, it works for Doctor Who considering she's out of, I reckon out of all three companions, friends of Doctor, that we end yep. up with by the end of the episode, she's the one that most makes sense to click with wanting to come on adventures to help save people around the yep. galaxy. Cause we automatically in that first scene, we meet her, she's just straight up someone who has that urge to want to do something greater in the world. So she's the one that makes the most sense to, to come on the TARDIS journey. And then you've got Ryan. Ryan's, Ryan's interesting. I just shit. See, at, we know that they went to the same school together, but for some reason, yeah. Ryan feels a lot younger than her, you know, like it's not, like, not nothing to do with him. Wise or like, look, I suppose it's just cause she's a cop. She's more, you know, she just seems older just independent and everything you know all that sort of stuff but more advanced in life (laughs) i guess yeah like but ryan's interesting i think so he's he we find out that he works in a uh, warehouse where he's saving up money so he can go study to be a mechanic so he does have a goal but his goal isn't i I wouldn't say that studying to be a mechanic is very dr tardis companion you know 
Like, the, not so much as wanting to save the planet as a police officer. It doesn't click yeah. the same, I suppose. But that's not to say everyone that's ever been in the TARDIS is obviously a police officer. I'm just saying that Yaz stands out as no. someone who would click to want to do that more, a bit more adventurous than, um, yeah. than, than Ryan would be. Ryan, but well, Ryan would, Ryan is more careful because of a reason, because we find out that Ryan has dis, I don't want to say it wrong. Dyspraxia? Dyspraxia? Dyspraxia, which is described as, from medical news today, this is where I copy-pasted this thing from, a person with dyspraxia has problems with movement, coordination, judgment, processing memory, and some other cognitive, cognitive skills. Uh, it affects the body's immune and nervous system as well, which was interesting like that's how we're introduced to him as a character it's definitely yeah. something it's it's a condition that i personally haven't seen like tackled uh at least openly in tv from a character or a, yeah. a movie character or anything like that so that was that was a an interesting way for them to take it it's like they've got a big very cast and none of the none of the friends of the doctor that we meet are like superheroes i guess you know no. That's the thing, and I feel my only like concern is that he's going to be like a, cause trouble all the time, and that's going to be the thing. That was my was worry it? at first. Uh, yeah, that was my worry at first. However, when we got later into the episode, it's either and- going to be that or it's not going to affect him at all. Is what are my two concerns? That the, I think the best thing, and you can tell that I think the way you can tell that they're writing it well is that instead of having him at the start of the episode struggling to ride the bike, like that that's his problem that introduces. Like he wants to ride a bike. He can never learn how to ride a bike because of his condition. So his his um, family is trying to t- teach him how to ride the bike. Now, yeah. if they were cheap and shit about with the writing in this and they wanted a cheap emotional moment, that wouldn't make sense really. They would have had him by the end of the episode magically overcome it and be able to ride a bike. Yeah. And that's what they would have done in the cheap, cheap, shitty route. That doesn't really make sense. Because in real life, that's, yeah. I'm sure that's not really how the condition That's not works, possible. You know? That's not really what it is. Not likely. Not likely anyway. Um, so that's just not how it's going to go. What do, you, what, what do you think though, at least do? What, what do we think from the, the first episode? Yeah, they make a good pair. I mean, um, they seem to have good chemistry or whatever, which I feel like instantly you'd like, You'd think Amy and Rory, like, Did you? maybe there's some sort of courtship. Maybe, well, that's what we're always thinking when we, we don't. I when I'm on a show with you, like I'm always seeing couplings Rory. come up. <laughs> you know, like, she's nothing like Amy because Amy, Amy is such a, you know, yeah. headstrong, you know, independent woman, whatever you want to, you know. Yeah. In, she was very loud, independent, headstrong, <laughs> run into danger kind of yeah. character, I guess. Um, Yaz is a cop. You know, like, that's a, I feel like it's very different to... Well, Amy was a cop in the... Yeah, when we first met her, first technically, episode. I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed them. I, I, I feel like I've got a better idea about the kind of character that Yaz is compared to Ryan, though, I suppose. Like, j- yeah. just knowing that... Because we, you get a general idea of the... She wants to do more. She's just looking for a better case. Blah, 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 blah. And like when she meets up with him, she's not, she's automatically like, yeah, you're telling me bullshit about this egg, this, this alien stuff. But then she's not like, come on, I'll arrest you, you, you scum straight away. Cause at first she doesn't realize that they know each other, but she wasn't like, come here, you must be on drugs or some shit and like arrest him. So she, when, she's never played out to be a shitty person, which is, is good. She's not like, yeah. A, and then at the start, the first time we see her, she's like having that 
this uh, sorting out that dispute between the two, the traffic dispute. Yeah, she's, like trying to mediate. Mediate, which she does well. She's just like, you pay for this fucking thing, and you pay for this thing, and that's it. We've yeah, all which, life. which the doctor is going to like. Like, yeah, characteristic. Characteristic. Like. Yeah. Um. So then, our other character, or what we thought was going to be two characters, R.I.P. Was a couple. I knew. To be fair, I knew straight away because I knew there was only going to be three. Yeah, I mean, if you pay attention to any of the promos, even if if I didn't know that, I you could tell someone was going to. I know, but I'm. Did you think? I didn't think she was going to die, though. I mean, this is it's nothing to do with Graham, who's our third actual friend of the Doctor. But (laughs) like, I didn't think that Grace was going to die. I simply thought that she would get left on Earth. You know, somehow, like how we got there, I don't know. But how's that any different? I wish she didn't die. I liked her. She was good. No, she was really good. That's why I'm surprised they they yeah. killed her as fast as they did. But yeah, so Graham is played by Bradley Wolf, uh, Walsh, sorry, and uh, his wife Grace is played by Sharon D. Clark, uh, who yeah, unfortunately dies by the end of the episode. These two were great, and they, this is the thing: yeah. if they left her on Earth, which would have been a possibility, there's no, there was no. I don't feel like killing her was necessary to get to where they wanted to get to by the end of the episode. Like they still could have got to that point with her alive. I feel like for the story going forward, it would give those two companions a reason to come back to earth. Whereas now they don't really have one. They can just keep going back on adventures. I guess so. But uh, isn't no different than Rose, like coming back, visiting her mother, uh, visiting Mickey. You know what I mean? Like there was all these, there's always people to come, come back, back to, say her yeah. adventures do. And they could have done a similar type of thing where they go off, come on adventures, come back, say hi. But I mean, they, they do that like, uh, what's the last name in the last, well, I, this is how much attention I honestly paid to the last season. Bill? Was, be, Bill, sorry. Bill had um, her mum, her yeah. friend, who she would speak to, right, all the time. And then yeah. um, then she had that girlfriend at one stage. So there was still always people to tie her to come back, but then she was still happy to, to zip off. Just bring me back five minutes from now type thing. And it's a fucking time machine, you know, like yeah. sort your shit out, <laughs> doctor. Do it properly. But these two were great, especially uh, Sharon, who uh, was playing Grace. Like she was just, from the moment the episode opens, because of course the episode opens with them like doing the whole bike practice, you know, yeah. come on. She just has that emanating warmness of, it's like, come on, grand. And you're like, okay, she's the, the, the fun, great grandma or whatever. And yeah, at first I thought maybe Graham was going to turn out to be kind of the shitty, uh, step grandpa or, you know, however you want to go call him about step it. Step granddad. Yeah. Step granddad. Cause a lot weird. of time it is like a, it is like a trope to have, you know, there's a stepfather, step granddad, step, you know, whatever. And the, the other person's married them and really likes them for whatever reason. But then we learn that the reason that the, the character, our main character doesn't like them is because they know what they, you know, they yeah. know they're a bad person on the side and all this sort of thing. And we brought around, but it, it really is just, he, he, Ryan doesn't not like him. I feel like he, he just, just finds it annoying. He just finds it. Even after how many years? I think they said it was like two or three years that they've like been married years. or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I feel like he just still finds it weird to push the whole call him grandpa aspect, I suppose. But it didn't seem like yeah. he struggled. Like, he did not not like him. He just didn't like that 
aspect of it, you know? It's like, as a person, maybe he likes him. But the, the part where it's like, calling Grandpa, he's like, no. 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 And we never learn- I think in general, that's a weird thing. Yes, but- I feel like- we, we never learn what happened to the- well, Unless I missed it, we don't learn what actually happened no. to his original Grandpa. Like, so maybe he died and that was- like maybe he was really. Or maybe he's still alive. Or he could and still be alive. It's still weird. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> everything is a possibility. I suppose that is that is true. Yeah. Um, and then of course the third most important person, or oh, fourth, sorry, the fourth most important we're introduced to going forward is J.D. Whittaker's thirteenth Doctor. So overall, looking at her as a whole. First impressions, where you where are you placing her in your list, first impressions? Oh, in the list? That's I'm, I'm trying to I don't think you. I can. It's you got, just too it's too soon. Why where on first impressions? If you compare it to other first impressions, where do you reckon you'd you'd fit her in? Probably a third or fourth out of the five Monera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably Matt Smith's top. Mm-hmm. And then David Tennant, like for that last like scene of that episode yeah where he's like puts up with no shit and then yeah. obviously Eccleston you'd have her below obviously. Eccleston as well First yeah I think either those two are pretty close I think okay. and then Capaldi's was not great but no I still enjoyed Capaldi's so we're talking a lot of crap yeah. on Capaldi <laughs> Capaldi had a lot of good he did he I, two, I, I agree I, I think he got off to a slow start but yeah there's a lot of great episodes in there. Let me make my note that my problem isn't him; it's the the writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not him. Um, I I quite like her. She she. It, it's the thing. You can tell it's the Doctor, and that's the important. Yeah, that's thing. I don't think we would care if it was played by a man or a woman. Is yeah. what I was thinking. It doesn't matter. It was the Doctor. Yes, that's that's yeah. that is the thing. Now they can. Yeah, I think in this particular episode, the facts, and I don't really like talking about it, but it is obviously a thing and it's going to come yeah. up a few more times, I think. But I think the fact that she is a woman really isn't that important to this episode. I think they, in future episodes, will use that in the story to do to do things they weren't able to do before and to touch on things they weren't I able. Like historical figures will react differently and that sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So that, that's stuff that's going to be interesting going forward. This episode, however, the only time they really touched on it is like, what, when she crashes in the train and like, like, how do you- called her madam. Yeah, they called her madam or whatever. And she's like, am I? Oh, that's interesting. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. not even like a big deal. It's just like, oh, that's a first. I feel, I feel like, I feel like the doctor would be more shocked if uh, she was a redhead, you know? Yeah. That's she would be. <laughs> that's more- the- that's the thing. Yeah. There was no joke about that. There was, no. They missed out on the redhead jokes. It was quite disappointing, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think on the first impressions, I'd probably place her at third for me. Like, I'd go Matt yeah. Smith, Tennant, then her, and then whatever order below that. But, which is good. I think it's a it's high bar. I, I love the way that she shows up. I enjoy <laughs> yeah. that she shows... How did she survive the fall, though? That t- I... Well... Regenerate because she's regenerating. Like the, they've done this before on the show where they've done they've like they've thrown the doctor around a bunch and gone. How did they? How did he survive that? And it's been like, well, we're still regenerating. So, although th- I found that I found it in, uh, at the 
Wedding of River Song, the second season, like the mm. end of the astronaut season, it doesn't make sense because how did he have the regeneration energy at the start? It feels at the end of his regeneration cycle. And how could he be killed mid regeneration? I would have to go back and it? read some forums with, I'm sure someone yeah. has answers. I can't really remember. Even Moffat, if you're watching, yeah. hit us up with the answers. He's like, no, he's moving on. He's got to write that yeah. Adventures of Tintin sequel. Is that what he's doing? I don't know. Keen. All I know is he wrote the script for the first one and then other people got involved. I thought that was that good right. Steve and, uh, wrote the original screenplay. Original. Like the, yeah, he's credited. And then other people like jumped on and took it. Or he did rework stuff. Vice oh, yeah, it. that's all right. I remember now. I'm pretty sure it was one way or the other. All right, let's jump into that actual episode, though. So <laughs> this, this is how we will usually do the show to some degree. So far, I'm going to do it a lot faster because we've already... Got for a while. Uh, so this is called The Woman Who Fell to Earth. It's directed by Jamie Chil Childs and written by Chris Chimbo. Chibol? Do you say Chibol? I suppose that's how you say it, right? We, we better get this right for the future. Is it Chim Chimbol. Chimbol. Okay. Chibol. I'll get it right by the end of the season. <laughs> by the end of the season. <laughs> Sorry. Um, which I will have to get right because he is writing... A few of the episodes, and of course, is now the head on show of, of uh, Doctor Who. So that's an important aspect to get right. The synopsis for this episode is, We don't get aliens in Sheffield. In a South Yorkshire city, Ryan Sinclair, Yasmin Khan, and Graham O'Brien are about to have their lives, lives changed forever as a mysterious woman, unable to remember her own name, falls from the night sky. Can they believe a word she says? And can she help solve the strange events taking place across the city? Are they, so the first important, interesting thing to point out, I think, is, like we was talking before touching on the jumping on point stuff. There are several things that make this the best jumping on point, I think, that they've had since the, the thing. But they know that this is a great jumping on point. And you can tell from like yeah. the synopsis writing to the way the plot plays out and the fact that the doctor can't remember who they are. And it's like this whole, that's like a plot point. Like, who am I? What is my name? Blah, blah, blah. And then you get a cool moment for fans of the show where she's finally like, I am the doctor and does like a usual kind of doctor speech, you know, which is what, is what we're going to get going forward and what the doctor's like. But at the same time, it works for new people coming in, I, I believe, you know, like helps them be like, who is this character? And they get to go on the journey of, discovering whose characters which is is the same as from eccleston in that first episode where he runs into that room where rose is and says come with me and then for the rest of the episode if you don't know anything about doctor who or who that character is you are like rose the whole episode going who is this person, who is this person? yeah like let, let me learn about him and that's why that's why i reckon this is the best general point since then because every other regeneration isn't like that like it, it is of course someone being who is this person? But the doctor themselves isn't as big of a mystery or played out to be as big as a mystery to the, the audience, I guess. Well, in that regard, I think probably the Matt Smith is probably close. It's just later on into the series later. that you get tired from the previous yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's jump into the, the episode. The first thing I found really cool about this episode is for the first 10-ish minutes, I think it plays out like a horror movie because the doctor doesn't show up until 10 minutes into it we get introduced to all of our characters we get introduced to yaz ryan graham grace of course as well and we introduce these characters here here's who they are here's what's happening in their lives me and i'm across and then 
get on train, chilling out on train, heading home. And then Ryan's over here trying to find his bike that he <laughs> raged out and chucked into the bush, which was quite <laughs> funny. Um, that was. And then he finds a giant alien. Well, well, first he finds glowing glyphs in the sky that seemed like they were from, I don't know, God of War or something. Presses a button. Yeah. Alien egg shows up. Was like, cool. There's an alien egg. Might call the police. And then, of course, Yaz shows up. And then they're down here doing this. They're on the train. So all of this, what do you think of this this first 10 minutes before Doctor shows up? Because it did seem very much like a setup to like a sci-fi horror. Yeah, it was very This could have been up. a different show. Like, Yeah, they could. It would be a very interesting British drama about a child trying to overcome his difficulties and learn to ride a bike. Sure. Cross with the bill. Cross with the bill. Sorry, I just want to point out, I didn't yeah. realize Dash was in the chat before. I'm trying to correct my uh, my pronunciation, pronunciation of Chib Null. Chib Null. To which I apologize. But as I say, I'll get it right by the end of the Thanks, season. Thanks, Dash. Thanks, Dash. Um, Dashculture.com. <laughs> Dashculture.com. They... Wait, I don't know if that's an actual site. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I thought the first 10 minutes was was interesting from that aspect because it does. And for a split second there, in my mind, I was like, I did kind of forget what I was watching. Like, I didn't, I wasn't sitting there like, what am I watching here? But, you know, for a split second, I could feel my mind kind of tick off and be like, just was, especially as I was approaching up to the couple minutes leading before the doctor crashed in, I was just kind of, my body was settling into what I thought I was watching, which, which yeah. was going, oh, I'm watching some sort of, British sci-fi horror movie about to happen here because this, of course, they're on the, the the train there and this giant fucking electric cloud thing, which we find yeah. out later is like a coils wrapped around coils and yeah. more coils, something or other, uh, crashes in. And this straight away looked good, I felt. Like, this was where I was like, this looks, you can tell they've changed who does the special effects because this didn't look shit to me. What, what did you <laughs> think of the special effects? Because most of the time Doctor Who effects... They're, they're not known for looking good. Well, I haven't watched... Oh, well, I have watched recently. I didn't notice a distinct difference, but maybe I, I wasn't really looking for it. So. What do you mean? Like out of... Out of the, at the special effects, I just thought, oh, yeah, that's another monster. Maybe I'm just so used to terrible special effects that it doesn't... They all blend together. Come on, Ash. What are I you doing? Know. Come on. Um, I think, it, like, they have changed... From start of New New Who to last season, season ten, it was the same company doing it. They've now switched. I can't remember the company's name. I should have wrote it down in front of me. I did mention it in my review though, explosionnetwork.com. They've changed to the company that did the special effects on Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So that is who's doing the special effects. They're pretty good. Yeah, that's who's doing the special effects for Doctor Who now for this season. And like this, this to me from an outside point of view, just you know, every change behind the scene be it from the show creators to the writer's room, of course, all the stuff about, like, they made the show a lot more inclusive on screen and off screen, changing their SFX, all this sort of stuff. I could have, is the best thing they uh, could have Denang. Denang? D-N-E-G. Okay. Um, is the best thing they could have done, I feel, for the show? Because it, it, everything in front and behind the camera, it looks improved. Special effects, writing. Yeah. You just tell, it just feels... Better. And as I said, I dropped I dropped off the last season because I was it just felt stagnant. But everything about this feels yeah, fresh. It's fresh. Yes, yeah, including the special effects, which I thought looked really really good. Uh, well, for 
a BBC show. You know what I mean? Like we're not talking about yeah. HBO yeah. budget type shit happening here. We're not, we're, we've got a certain level of, there's a bar. I, I feel like money wise, I suppose. Um, so electric things coming in, Ryan and Yaz are speeding away in the cop car. They're like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go save him. Cause Gran rang me. She's in trouble. Yeah. There's fucking electric monster on the bus. Uh, the yeah. train. What are we going to do? Electric monster. You call your grandson. That's what. Yeah. That's what you do. You don't call the cops. You're like, Ryan, I know you threw your fucking bike in the bush and you can't ride it too well, but get on it, mate. We need you. <laughs> if ever there's a time to learn, <laughs> do it now. <laughs> You need what you needed all along was motivation. Yeah, it's this, he's like, "Are you faking this, Grant? You trying to push me? No, really, I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking electric eel monster crashing in. What are we gonna do? Uh, but of yep. course, right as they run into the room, like the, the, it's it's lucky that the the train stopped as well. I'd like to point out, lucky for yep. them in the car trying to catch up that that all worked out really well. But they run into the room. The electric eel thing's coming down, looks like it's about to attack someone, and then right then, out of nowhere, the doctor crashes through the roof, lands on the floor, stands up, and is like, oh, where, where the hell am I? Yeah, it would have really fucking hurt. Which <laughs> they, I mean, they had to... The, the, the thing about this that interests me is because the regeneration in the Christmas special ended with her getting thrown out of the, the TARDIS, right? The TARDIS, which yeah. I, I do wonder if at the time they, like, Chris kind of knew what he was going to do in the first episode, or it's like, we'll chuck her out, figure it out later. Also, <laughs> they need to stop regenerating in the TARDIS. Just, I, I agree. It's, it's yeah. fun. It was good for the first couple times. Three times. Where it was like, oh yeah. Three times now he's ruined the TARDIS. It, but at some point you do have to say, step outside, mate. Like, Let's go to an abandoned moon. Yeah. I know I'm dying. I, I know you. I know you got to cry and have your big teary every time you regenerate. I don't want to go. Boom, you know, fucking blow everything up. I know but you look, love the TARDIS so much. You want to be the last yeah. thing to see with your face, but and also, you don't want to take it we out. Know, we know the TARDIS has feelings and everything now. So yeah, like just leave it the fuck alone. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> just keep destroying it. That's a very good point, and that's why. I have a theory that this season will revolve around the Doctor trying to find the TARDIS all season and we'll never actually find it. Everyone's like, I wonder what the Ooh. new tar Doctor's TARDIS is going to look like. You're never going to see it. We never find it. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. His <laughs> <laughs> feelings were hurt. Yeah. How many times have you destroyed me? It's gone. I'm not, I got fucked off. I'm not coming back for you. Bye. Um, <laughs> so yeah, doctor, come, doctor comes in. Doctor does Doctor things, of course. Being like, who are you? Where'd you come from? Typical questions the doctor asks uh aliens and yep. weird life forms of course because neutral nice aspect isn't like how do i kill you it's like how do i yeah hello nice to meet you Bye. what do i do uh the electric eel thing zaps everyone which we later find out are bombs implanted in the neck so that's uh I like to put a pin in that note because it comes towards one of my complaints about the episode later and then uh fucks off it's like hey i'm done bye yeah around doctor of course tries to explain that thing's alien we get the cool line about the you know the, there's no aliens in sheffield which ties all back because uh she's from yorkshire somewhere like that's the yeah that's where um fuck wasn't what jd whittaker's from you know that's they they set the episode the, the premiere episode for her doctor in the same sort of area where she's actually born from and she has the accent as a uh, as the doctor, they, they they didn't say, "Hey, can you not 
like tone down your accent or just put on like a, a British accent for the for the doctor or something really like that. They, they they let it, you know. No, I think she can because I've seen her in software. No, I haven't watched her in something for a little bit before watching this, but from memory, I'm pretty sure she's she's toned it down and other stuff I've watched. Not it's definitely not like she is in this. And I mean they David Tennant, of course, wasn't like really blurting out accent. He he was he did tone it down a little bit, I feel. Surely. Yeah. Um they introduced Carl. Carl's important later, so we'll mention him. Carl's like, hey, yeah. how you going? I'm good. How are you? Alien, don't believe you. Okay. Bye. Gotta go to get gotta get to work. What's more important? I just fucking Just gotta check my monsters. Can't take day off. <laughs> if that's me, I'm like, oh my god, yes. Ring up work. You won't believe what just happened. Aliens, I know, right? No, I'm not making up. Like, <laughs> I have to go down. He's a police officer. Yeah, it's like I have to go to the police station. I have to go to the hospital. You know, all of a sudden you go to the hospital, you're like, I have fucking PTSD. You know what I mean? Like you, you suck. Yeah. You get as much out of that so you can get off work for as long as you can. Is is it would be the first thing I'm thinking if that if that happens to me, especially for that character as well, who it seems like he doesn't enjoy his job. Not really. Yeah, but he's like, fuck. I better go to work. Better get there. He wasn't paying out of obligation. Doesn't doesn't pay enough attention how to get out of work. It feels not not doing it right at all. Um. Yeah. So that, then Carl leaves, and they are, the doctor's like, "Cool, we're going to team up. We're all friends now. I I know your name. We're friends. That's how it works. Uh, your friends call yeah. you Yaz. I call you Yaz now because I'm your friend. Let's go. Um, they all head off in attempts to look for weird signs on their. They each have an area of specialty, expertise. You know, expertise, you know. Ryan's like, I'm gonna look on social media. Yaz is like, I'll talk to the police officers. Grace says that she'll, uh, uh, what's she do? I can't forget. The nurses WhatsApp. That's the nurses WhatsApp. WhatsApp. That's, that's is that WhatsApp. how WhatsApp work? Isn't it just like a messenger cap? It is like a. I've used it once or twice, and yeah, I mean, it's just one. It's just from what I saw, it's just one, one big messenger feed thing. Yeah, so. I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, the nurses WhatsApp, and then Graham runs over to uh, talk to his bus. The bus drivers. The bus drivers. The bus drivers know everything. They know everything, which proves to be yeah, kind of true. We know something. Needs to be true by the end of the episode. Yeah, go yeah. talk to the lads. Go talk to the lads down the bus drive station. See what they can do. Help me out. Yep. Um, and then while they're all sending off, of course, the doctor passes out, which was a funny scene because she's like. Fit, has her fingers up her nose and it's like I think I'm going to pass out and te- no wait no two minutes maybe no actually no like ten seconds this is a really good nose this one and then faints which was a very you know yeah funny it was quite a funny and that was a more Matt Smithy or you know what I mean like that that type of stuff is the more and like the tongue thing like ugh, that yeah. sort of stuff is the more Matt Smithy type stuff it reminds me just the he does do a couple of physical things throughout the episode like physical yeah. comedy so i wonder how much of that is like is going to continue yeah like that weird stuff like i know like there are physical comedy and then they're sticking your, your fingers up your nose and touching mm. the tongue whatever there, there is a line there i suppose so i wonder how much of that is regen being weird and just how much is actual doctor actual 13th doctor yeah yeah. We'll, we'll find out next episode, I suppose. Uh, so she passes... One thing I want to point out, this... 
when she's on the couch, because they take her to, I can't remember whose house. I think it's Grace's house. I'm not 100% sure, though. It'd have to be. Yeah. They take her to her house, and they're all doing their research and whatever else, and she's on the, the couch sleeping, and she's still regenerating, and her skin starts glowing, which we've seen before. Heaps of doctors, you know, yeah. regen glowing, all sorts of stuff. But it's like that one random piece of regen energy, or whatever you want to call it, starts floating off into the sky, and I felt like that was going to play out to be important something. or something in some sort of way but maybe i was just overthinking it like did did when you was watching that was you like oh maybe that's important or yeah i thought maybe it would tie in somehow like maybe down the line or something but maybe yeah but it's just very it seemed weird to just have focus on yeah it seems to be an odd shot yeah i wasn't, <clears throat> wasn't quite sure just randomly add Maybe we're just looking for too much meaning and everything. I think we are. Maybe we're just too used to <laughs> Stephen Moffat era of Doctor Who, where yeah. it's like, it's all going to... There's clues everywhere. There's clues everywhere, which, as side note on that, I do enjoy... I enjoyed a lot of yeah. that to a degree. The silence, you know, how they solved the astronaut killing the Doctor, like all that stuff I thought was really smart, but then a lot of stuff he started doing after that I felt was just... He's like, oh, I was smart that one time, so now I've... You know, like even the River Song stuff, I felt like was doing the right thing with, and then he fucked it by the end of it and started just like, I'm too smart for my. Anyway, that's a. Could do a whole episode on. I feel (laughs) like this is going to be what's going to happen every episode. We're going to be complaining. (sighs) Maybe for the first couple. Maybe for the first 10 episodes, yeah. (laughs) For the first season. (laughs) Can't help but keep coming back and be like, what's Stephen Moffat's era? Fucking this, this, this. Uh, So then we cut over to Raul, who was, we hadn't met before, but I for a second thought that I'd missed a scene. Because they come in on this character. Yeah. He's got his friend. He's like, just drop it here. And he's he's picked up the egg thing that Ryan left, which they went, sorry, they went back to go find. That's worth noting. They did take the doctor to go look at the egg and they didn't find it. And that's because it's gone. And that's because these characters have come in and picked it up. And I was like, did I miss something? Did the episode skip ahead? No? Okay. We're just supposed to know who these people are. That's fine. Um, they, they drop it in there. He says, no, nah, mate, I'll, to his friend, he says, no, nah, mate, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll meet up with you on Monday. I'll pick you up at eight or some shit like that. And then gets down the camera chair and just starts filming this, this egg thing. Now, of course, he's just waiting for it to open. But at the time I'm thinking, is he going to like, crack it open is he about to pull out like a world-sized heater to crack this egg like what are yeah. we what are we gonna <laughs> destroy it or something yeah like what are we doing yeah but it just it doesn't play out as eventful as it was playing out in my mind at all no. he literally just waits for the, the egg to hatch open or it's not really an egg i suppose but yeah. it looks like a fucking egg to me um, weird egg. yeah weird alien craft egg shaped thing yeah um hershey's kiss egg yeah then the, the the doctor awakens and we she's like I've 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 got all the ideas with this this newfound energy that's still done I'm still not done regenerating but I've got all all this energy and I've got a million and one ideas how to track down the alien she's like can I have your phone Ryan give gives Ryan and then she <laughs> actually I got I laughed out loud when she said the, yeah. this line actually it's just like do 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 just I've just uh. What, just what, formatted it. Just reformatted your phone. He's like, you did one. I got all my stuff on that. She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. So happy. Just yeah. so happy with herself. Yeah. So great. happy that I reformatted your phone. It was great. I'm like, well, that's uh, welcome, <laughs> man. Uh, so then they all point out that they've got the red dots as well, which we as an audience yeah. knew about when they um showed the thing shooting them into. But it's the first time that the the cast themselves have have noticed it, uh, which. We then learn, yeah, they're probably bombs. Eh, 
Yeah. It'll be fine though. Bombs yeah. in your neck. What's the worst that can happen apart from blowing your your head complete off? Which, you know, sucks, as I, I would assume. So using the reformatted phone, the doctor leads them to a warehouse out in the middle of nowhere, which I but she t- puts it up against the neck and she like blows herself across the room. Like I like oh, it's that just stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> up against the wall and there's like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get out of here everything will be fine yeah yeah uh leads of death is thing and then we see the uh and then after they cut back to rahul who's sitting in the room alien cracks open big tin monster looking thing obviously it doesn't look anything like a side man i'm pretty sure they would you know try to stay far away from that kind of comparison yeah. but it, it, it's like a robotic suit of course that comes out Kind of in like the Terminator position, like it seems yeah. like at first, like one got, knee down. I definitely like, got Terminator Predator vibes. Yeah. Well, I'll go over <laughs> in depth when we discuss the film a bit more. But one of my biggest complaints is I could not get away from thinking about the fucking Predator the whole time I was watching this thing. There's too many things that were just reminding me of Predator, and it's nothing to do with the, the character design. It's like el- things they're doing. Like it's just it's weird, yeah. but. So that thing comes out. I don't know what his plan was. He had a really shitty plan. I have no idea what it was. He wasn't sitting there with a gun. Like, yeah, when it comes out, I'll stick my gun to the alien's head and say, tell me where my sister yeah. is. He's just like, oh, I've got this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that was not planned through great. No. Well, some sort I, of restraint, something. Something. I would argue he, like, for someone Maybe who- Maybe he thought it was just going to have a civil conversation. For someone who had- uh, we learn later, for someone who we learn later had on his wall in his room, you know, all these newspapers and details and like, it's like, this yeah. guy was super planned for this and he was tracking down like the, however they explain it, like changes in the earth's atmosphere or something like that to, to track down when this thing was coming is how they explain it. For all of his planning and in that regard, when it comes to yeah. execution of what to do when he's actually got the alien in front of him, give a zero. I give a, a zero. Massive flaw. Massive flaw on your, your plan there, rule. So it doesn't really work out well for him. Of course, he is... Uh, I, we learn later that it's... Uh, he gets he frozen. His, he gets frozen. Like, he puts his hand up and he's, they, he freezes their face off. Which makes sense because the, the teleportation thing was called as well. Yeah. So. And that part was, you know, I'm sure a painful death as it is. But then even though they yeah. don't show it, I thought it was kind like... For Doctor Who, I felt like the bending down and then like the sound of the as the and we learn later that's like the snapping of the the jaw as he reaches in to grab the teeth. Like that sound, I was like, oh, it's a bit yeah. It's a kid show, remember everyone? But I reckon, like, I wasn't scared watching this, but sometimes you have to look at the Doctor Who episodes in the like. If I was a kid, would this be scaring me? And if the answer is yes, then it's probably a good Doctor Who episode because like that's the. So I think I've this one scares kids as far as I'm concerned. Like this one has to scare kids because the monster's gross-ish and then it's very dark at times. Someone dies by the end of the episode. You know, people's jaws are getting fucking snapped. I'm like, if I was a kid, this is a scary one. Uh, so when the, the Doctor and Co show up, monster's running off into the, the distance and um, it's a funny line where like she, she takes off after him as he, as he's leaving and then Graham says why is she running after the monster which I thought was a funny line because of course it's what the, it's what the doctor does we run we, we, we run after monsters we need to find out what they're doing um 
gets inside. They, of course, discover the body. They're all looking at it very calmly for what I, in my mind, is a disgusting thing. Like, if I'm picturing someone on the ground, face frozen, jaw ripped upwards, like, you know, broken to, to a degree, that's a disgusting image. However, everyone's just there like, oh, he's dead. That sucks. Like, like, it seemed very calm for what would probably be a disturbing sight to me. Uh, then they begin searching the room for clues. Clues, I guess, yeah. Any, anything that can help them find the, the alien creature or what's going on. Of course, they look through the pod. They see the, the red, the, the things that we find out later are like uh, transportation, fuel. I'm not really sure what, like el transportation. Transportation. Let's just leave it at that. Or some, or teleportation sort of, stuff. Teleportation uh, stone, jewel things of some sort. Um, and then the, the doctor at one stage is trying to figure something out. I was like, fuck, if I only had my, my Sonic... Now, at first, I was going. I haven't gone back and rewatched the last episode with Capaldi. But where was his glasses? Does he take them off and leave them in the TARDIS? I mean, for probably it sounds like. Because in my mind, she's like, "Where am I? Where's my Sonic?" If she pulled out the glasses and had it been like, were they destroyed in the last episode? I honestly cannot remember. Yeah, I really cannot. remember. What did the first Doctor destroy him in the Christmas special or some shit? Like, what? What do we? <laughs> Do you even use it in the Christmas special? I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> but I, I, I was like, surely if he had them, they would have been in the pocket there. And I was thinking it would have been funnier if, because she can't remember who she is, obviously. You know, she well, she can't remember her name, but she remembers enough to be like, Sonic, that would help me. Wouldn't and, it be funny if she's got the glasses in her pocket she doesn't realize it's Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was thinking. So it would have been a funny thing if she pulled out the glasses and was like, and then just chuck them and be like, <laughs> what us as audience members are like, no, like you build a real song because I'm over the sunglasses, which I was over the sunglasses, yeah. but it would have been funny to at least be like, there's what you wanted. Yeah. You just chucked them across the room. That was quite funny. Um, so she builds a song. What do you, what do you think of her? <laughs> what, the building montage? <laughs> well, I liked the building montage because I thought it was quite funny and amusing and I, as I tweeted out, the moment I really knew I liked it was the moment where she held up the spoon and was like, the biggest <laughs> grin at the spoon. I was like, yeah. I like this lady. She's funny. Um, yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What'd you think of the montage? But overall, what'd you think of her, her uh, Sonic? Because it's the oh, most the mangled thing. It, it's an interesting looking one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sell it's that? very different to the last batch. All, all of them, apart from sunglasses, I guess. It doesn't look like a screwdriver. That's for sure. No, it looks like a um, pocket knife to me. Yeah. Is what it reminded me of. When she first came out of that room, I was like, I've done it. I'm like, that looks like Yeah, it looks like knife. the handle of a Stanley knife or something. Yeah, I'm like, do I have that one? Oh, yeah, I have it in front of me. No, I was about to say, there's a Stanley knife in here somewhere, and it's, you know, that color, chrome, silver, silver, chrome, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's what it Halfway me. to your cosplay. Yeah, exactly. I cosplay as the third end. Doctor. And... <laughs> Straight away, I was just thinking, like, product-wise, how do you sell that Sonic in particular? Unless oh, she gets a better one later. Both ends, of course, it's going to sell well. But it just looks terrible. <laughs> you know, it just looks... I mean, it looks exactly what it is, which is a half-assed rush put together for random objects yeah. Sonic, which I, I don't really want to get into the whole how does she make a Sonic out of random objects in a random Human. garage it's i'm willing yeah. to look past that because it's 
I don't think it's really important, but at the same time, it is like, I don't think it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy she's got a Sonic. Uh, it's intriguing, yeah. cool thing. I like the montage. Um, from the, from the outside, a lot of the, of course, a lot of the aspects about the 13th Doctor is f- female. So it's obviously a good role model for little girls watching at home. And I saw someone write an article rightfully and point out how cool the montage was to see a, you know, female character on screen doing that montage in particular. Cause yeah. it, it was like, a, it was a female character making stuff and doing all sorts of stuff. A, a area that females are still by stereotype to be like, not in or have interest in, I guess is the way to put it. Like it's still an, an, an area that they're stereotyped to not have an interest in because it's not a woman's yeah. thing. Okay. So, from that aspect, it was interesting. Um, okay, I'm going to show you where my mind went, just, just went, you know, the person who made Heath Ledger's armor in A Knight's Tale was a woman. <laughs> I don't think I've <laughs> even watched Knight's Tale, to be honest. What? No. Sorry. Coming to what do you want to watch soon? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I have. I've watched Black Knight. That's not coming to what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we, we build the Sonic. Uh, then they she's, she scans all over the ship, pinpoints the... What, what's she... How's she working out again? I can't... She's like, oh, it's come this far, blah, 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 blah. Trajectory of something. Anyway, it was the most... It's like, a lot of words. It was a lot of usual Doctor stuff. I'm like, this, 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 plus this really what it is is say enough stuff so the audience is like sure sure yeah exactly so they track down the monster at well they track down first the coil electric thing, thing. whatever we want to call it which they are, they get a bunch of stuff and they zap it with enough that it goes down with enough electricity that it goes down and they they uh Doctor does a bunch of stuff to that. Of course, we learn later that while she's scanning this and doing whatever else, she transfers over their their bombs into that somehow. Sonic screwdriver does everything but open yeah. doors, including transfer yeah. bombs. Things in other people's bodies into something else, which then gets transferred to somebody else's body. You got it, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, and then the, the monster shows up. It's like, hey, what are you? Like, I can't remember the exact line he says, but like, they're like crouched down or something. He's like, Ex- he basically just basically said something like, excuse me, what are you doing? Like, it was just like such a weird, I wasn't like, I'll kill you. It was like, hey, what are you doing? To my thing. And we find out that the electric thing, which at first they thought was this Godzilla versus uh, Kaiju. King Kong. King Kong or yeah. whatever battle that was going to be set up on Earth, which at it first, was like an alien versus predator sort of thing. Yeah, when I was playing that off as a plot, I was like, oh god, like we we come on now, we're going there. But then we find out that this this thing doesn't help me either. Then we find out that the electric eel thingy is actually the pet or some sort of minion of yeah. the, the other thing. And now at this stage, having only watched that fucking terrible the predator movie a couple weeks ago which has predator dogs in it i'm like cool so the electric shock thing is like the predator dogs to tim shaw like that's what that's that's what this (laughs) thing is (laughs) which of course as we're saying that that's what we find out the alien's name is tim shaw 
Tim Shaw. Which has which is a funny Scary. scene. Which is a funny scene where he's like, Tim Straw, and she's like, Tim Shaw. Tim Tim It reminded me of a Little Britain scene. Or something along yeah. those lines. Tim Shaw. Shaw? Tim 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 Shaw is my name. But what a, that's the evil villain name for of the third one. Such a plain name for Tim. Tim, Tim Shaw. <laughs> and he also takes off the helmet or the front of the helmet, which again is something that predators do. <laughs> and we find out that disgustingly, he, uh, the reason he rips open or rips apart the, the drawer is to reach in because he can't take the front teeth apparently, has to reach in and take <laughs> uh, a tooth from all his victims. He's which, a fan of molars. Okay. There you go. It's on his Facebook profile. <laughs> Tim Shaw, fan of Mollus. <laughs> um, and he sticks the teeth into his face somehow. And that's where they stay. And yeah, that was quite disgusting, I found. You know, I wasn't like gagging, but at the same time when that was revealed, was like, I was mm. a little bit like, kind of gross, isn't it? Like, yeah. There's something gross about teeth when you do stuff like that, you know? Like I can see your teeth yeah. not grossing yeah. out. See my teeth now. Out-of-body teeth is not good. But out-of-body teeth, it's weird how it suddenly... The weirdest becomes. take on the tooth fairy ever. Maybe. <laughs> now, predators don't do that now, but they do take trophies. Just putting another pin in the, yep. the collection of <laughs> of things as we discuss the, the villain as a whole at the end. Uh, so then we find out that, that Tim Shaw's ultimate plan is to uh, collect a... Tr- Another trophy. He's collecting a human that they take back to their planet. Uh, they stick in a machine of sort somewhere between life and death, he says later. And it's basically a art piece collection for their species. He's doing it so he can become the leader. Yeah. He's, yeah. And he's doing it so it's he can write a passage. The, yeah. We're not rather stereotypical for like evil alien species storyline, yeah. I guess, to a, to a degree wasn't super either way. I was like, whatever. Yeah, that, that's the storyline. Yeah. So they figured out that the, the person he's trying to track down is, um, what's his <clears> name? <throat> I had it written down here. Someone been able to have lost it. Carl. Carl. Trying to find out where Carl is. Who's, you know, of course, he's not out enjoying a lovely day off work because of his, his instant in the morning. He would have been hard uh, to find. Yeah, it would have been harder <laughs> to find then. When no one would have known where you was, you dickhead. But instead, he's he's right back at work. That's that's where he is. So they're tracking down the construction site, and they do a whole. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. Bit of teamwork will get us there. I'm the doctor, and I'll lead us. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. yeah. Slogan of this the, this season, you've you've got it there. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so it is laid out as Grace and Graham are to somehow find vests quickly, put them on, and a clipboard. I think she was even holding and everything, and try and help. Oh, you can people find out pretty easily the construction site. You know, I mean, yeah, probably could actually, but it still means like they <laughs> ran into a building or something. Surely it was like. Excess security vest, uh, clipboard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they run off and they, that's how they evacuate the site. Even though I don't really feel like the site was necessary to be evacuated, but it's, it's fine. He was, it, that, Tim Shaw was only trying to take one person. You know, he wasn't trying to yeah. blow up the, the entire I'm thing. sure he would have left everybody else alone. I believe he would have. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I believe you would have. So, and then Yaz and Ryan climb into the crane opposite of where Carl is because Tim Shaw's trying to climb up to where Carl and is. And the doctor. And, well, and the doctor, but she ends up climbing up on top of it. And the, the plan is, I'll get on top, uh, used to figure out how to control this thing. And of course, there is that one moment where Ryan does slip for a second, but I, I don't feel like they played out like he's going to no. be such a klutz all season. Anybody could have slipped. Trouble, but yeah, exactly. Anyone could have slipped there, I feel. Um, so they get up there, and then the, the plan is, of course, we'll swing you around, connect up to two cranes, Carl can climb out of his crane, and then just nicely walk across. But of course, that doesn't happen. And as they're swinging the doctor back around to get close to where Carl is, the power gets blown the fuck up by the electric eel. Electric monster. Assistant. Dog, dog thing. sidekick. <laughs> so, no, all episode will just like million words to describe but don't really have a yep. decided descriptive for what this thing is. Um, so that shocks the whole system. That thing has come back to life or awoken really, I suppose. Yep. And shut the power. So now it's a whole matter of, Carl, jump, you can make it, Carl. And I mean, look, I can understand if you're afraid of heights, which Carl obviously is afraid of heights and this is the trouble we're having here. Which is... But, Terrible if you're a crane operator. If you're a crane operator, yeah, that's what I'm thinking the whole time. But then you're like, you're looking behind and you're like, well, that's a big fucking alien thing coming after me. It just climbs 100, 200 meters up. Yeah. Just crane. To to, to get Just for me. Just for me. Yeah, I want to get away. So at this point, it's like, I can either go with that thing and die or jump live or just jump and die either way you know you know like there's two die options and one live just uh i mean it probably wasn't going to work out great even if you got across because they how are they going to move the cr- they're going to they were just going to run well i mean if the power was the still running he runs across the other side and then the they power quickly- wasn't running though the power got, got cut out the, when they got into the train like the crane if the if the alien if the eel creature hadn't have fuck the power off if it hadn't it would have been fine but it yeah, did that's what so. I mean. it, it would have been fine um well i mean once the power fucked he still has to jump across yeah anyway like there's no other choice jump across and we'll run or and hopefully get away and or, hopefully get away or stay there and just meet your fate. Die, I suppose. <laughs> uh so he goes to jump builds up to it good on you carl believed in you mate good job top job he committed those, he was, those, he was, those cape uh, CDs working. He was in the air. Yeah, those CDs. I am needed. I am love. I am special. I'm important. I am important. <laughs> I am a good person. He jumps. He was in the air, but then, of course, Tim Shaw somehow, like, goes from being so far behind him to directly in front of him really fucking fast, it seemed. Grabs him, pulls him back over the thing, and then we have this whole slow motion epic scene with the doctor <laughs> doing, like, this big run jump. And I will say, all these, like... um like I was saying before about the cinematography and stuff, I think those the long shots, like the wide angle shots of the crane, I thought they looked pretty good. And like whoever, yep. however they went about having someone on top, if they had a stunt double or it was CGI, I don't like these days. These days, it's like what's actually cheaper. I don't work in the business, yeah. so I don't know. But I feel like the lines are like crossed to degrees. Um, whatever, whoever, however they went about it, I thought looked pretty good. And then when the doctor jumped, it was cool but it was funny how they slowed it down and they cut to all these shots of everyone being like oh, 
it's like the dog is such an action hero. It's basically the start of Casino Royale. You got Daniel Craig running across cranes. Yeah. You got the Doctor doing the exact same thing. The Doctor's now the action hero. That's it. Uh, Doctor for next James Bond. Who said the ne- the next uh, James Bond can't be a woman? Proving it here. The producers. Fuck them. What do they know? Damn you, producer. That's what they did for Doctor Who. That's how you get around it. <laughs> These producers aren't leaving James Bond. God damn it. Uh, so she jumps across and we have this whole... Uh, she begins trying to negotiate with Tim Shaw, I would say. Da- and down on the ground, Graham and Grace are like, fuck, we better stop this electric eel. What's the thing? Whatever we're going. That wasn't doing anything else. No, it did seem to be doing anything but, else, but... It just seemed to be there being electric. Yeah, it's like, I'm here. That was it. Yeah, it wasn't hurting anybody. No, it did. It did. It really didn't need to do anything. It shut off its power. It shut off the power. I think that's about as far as it's. Yeah. It was going to go. But, you know, you know, Grace. We all know Grace. And she she wasn't going to leave. Yeah, we all know Grace. We all know Grace. And Grace Grace wasn't going to leave that to be at all. She she couldn't fucking leave that one hanging there. Yeah, put it down. That's what she did. Put that down. So they hook up the old Ghostbusters get backpack. <laughs> what was going on there? She, she needed to jumpstart it. That's what they yeah. <laughs> And she gets climbing up there. And you know, the moment you get, this is the moment where I'm like, they're actually going to kill her, of course. It's because they have yep. the whole, Graham's like, don't go, you know. They they have that moment and I'm like, yeah. That's where we, I know where we're going now. I understand where this, this show is going at this point. I still don't think it was the right decision, but whatever. Um, so At she, least begins, she was excited. She begins climbing up, goes up that fucker, and then she gets up there. And around the same time that she's reaching it, I guess the doctor's up there having the last of negotiations with Tim Shaw. She's like, "Look, got one of your teleportation devices. Look, I know what it is. Even if you didn't know what it is, if you found that stuff in the pod, you'd still be like, it might be important. Should take it. I suppose. Yeah. Either way. Uh, so he's like, I'll just take this fucking thing." She's like, no, 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 you ain't going anywhere without these. And he does stumble back a bit like, oh, fuck you. You've got me now. What am I going to do? I really need Carl. I need to take Carl home with me. Um, so she's like, you know, let Carl go. Take your teleportation device. Just get the fuck off the planet. She, she didn't really do a, I'm the doctor and I protect Earth. But she did, did finally do a, I remember who I am and I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. Da, da, da. Which was a cool moment, of course. Yeah. But, um, for the episode, because it's the first time she remembers, as I was saying before. So I feel like it it culminates for new viewer and old viewer. Because as yeah. old viewer, you're like, as the music kicks in and everything, and she's like, oh, I am the Doctor. The first time hearing her actually say that was quite cool, I, f- I felt. Especially with, you know, the music kicks in and everything. It's epic moment. Yes, she's saying she's the Doctor. And then new, vi- new viewers like, yes, she's the Doctor. What's that mean in the long run? Well, I don't know. The show's called Doctor Who, but there you go. It's, it's fine. It all, it all, it all makes sense now. <laughs> um, <laughs> then Tim Shaw's like, fuck yeah, I, I ain't doing that. And he had the option. Yeah, it, was, it was laid out there. He's like, no, I'll gotcha. We're going to blow all these up, activate all these bombs. Then off your dead body, um, he doesn't say this really, but That's implies, implies off your dead body, I'll just take my transportation thing yeah. or whatever his long plan there is. Presses the button, whatever it is. Activates all the bombs. Except for none of them go off. They all start going off. Well, they do go off. They all start going off inside of him. And we reveal what's well, revealed that the doctor transferred the bombs into the electric eel monster thing. The electric wire thing. Electric wire thing that was 
of course, then he transferred all the data from that, that that thing had been gathering into himself, which included the bombs as well. Well, that's how it's sure, that's all explained. Idea. Yeah. And then that was a design flaw. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a design flaw in the long run, doesn't it? And then as he's stumbling backwards, I, I really like this moment because I feel like this, of yeah. a lot of the moments kind of says, this is what, this is the kind of doctor that you've got here on your hands. You know, because there are several key moments here. She says, here, take this, just leave. She does, She's not like, I'll kill you or anything, which, is, which isn't which yeah. is obviously very Dr. S, but she's like, she gave the chance and she didn't, like blow the bomb bombed up herself but she knew that if he did it like what was going to happen would be that he would be blowing himself up but the most important moment is that as he's something about carl's like fuck you mate kicks him <laughs> off the edge of the crane but he still manages to save himself by activating teleporter device and jumps off into the hole but as the doctor runs up beside carl she says there was no need to do that which yep. seems like a throwaway line because she says it quickly and then the scene straight away cuts down to what's happening with Grace and Graham. And they never but address it again. Yeah. They never really address it. But I feel like if you're a long time viewer of the show, that is a very important line to to kind of show you what doctor you've got on your hands here. But it's a... She wasn't super like, oh, I'm the doctor and I'll rule and destroy your world if you don't do, you know, let my friend yep. here go or whatever else like that. She just laid out the options. She was like, let me go. You can go leave go pete don't come back to the planet again please you know probably don't do that it's protected whatever yeah. but then when it came down to it at the moment when when she kicked kicked him and i feel like previous doctors would have just been like maybe would have thought that's not necessary but would have been like just not said anything or nothing like that but she just straight up says there was no need to do that yeah so i feel like yeah. that was one of the most important lines in the episode when it come to jody whittaker's doctor uh and then yeah we cut back down to grace and graham on the floor there on the f well she's about to be on the floor oh. Uh <laughs> 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 oh that was nasty but yeah she's up there shocking the thing and then of course she gets shocked and flown thrown back onto the, the ground graham runs out over the body she seems fine to be fair like she's kind of just like i'm fine because realistically there would have been a lot of blood, but of course it's Doctor yeah. it's, you know, family kids show, so they don't have that everywhere, but that's why I suppose- You would be instantly concussed. Unless yeah. you, yeah, the way she was falling, you would fall on your back and you'd smash your head. Yeah. So you she's supposed to- like Maybe you'd break your legs. Yeah. If she landed like that, but they, I'm pretty sure they're saying that she landed flat back on her, um, her body and like smacked her head, which means that she would have been bleeding everywhere out of her, her skull. And concussed. And can cast and everything. At least. There's a kind of thing you just ignore for the show, I guess. Um, yeah. Graham runs up. They have their last words. You know, look after Ryan. Miss you. Love you. Bye-bye. And then we quickly cut to the funeral because they're like, fuck, we've got about 10 minutes left in the episode. we got to set yeah. up the next one. Got to get going, everyone. Let's start cutting through soon. So they, they cut to the funeral. The doctor's there the same the same clothes it's either the quickest funeral ever and i know that funerals can happen fast uh, yeah. sometimes they, they can happen pretty fast depending on you know money and all those sorts of things in your life yeah but this seems like it literally happened the next morning yeah, and they've got all the family from around and you know everyone's like coming to coming to town so i was like 
That's a bit weird, but uh, maybe I assume there was a bit of a time jump, but just the at way which, it was. At which stage the doctor's literally just been? I think she's just wearing the same clothes all the time. Just been chilling around at Grace's, like yeah. twiddling. None of clothes. Grace's clothes fit. <laughs> Valley, I don't know, but yeah. So they have the they have the funeral. Graham does do a you know nice speech about how you know Grace was the best person you ever met and. She used to say all these things, and that was a that was a good scene. Then we cut to outside where those three are hanging around with the doctor. Which again, I was like, would Graham be inside? Like with a bunch of yeah. people being like, I'm "Sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss." You know, yeah, like, mingling or, or whatever. even Ryan, or even just more upset. I guess you know, yeah. like it, this is another one of my criticisms with the episode is that he does he doesn't seem upset enough. I guess. And I, I, I don't want to put a bar on how upset you have to be because obviously everyone handles grief their own grief in, in, in their life. However, it is literally the day of the funeral and he was up on the, the podium when he was doing his speech. He did seem to be getting like emotional when he was doing all that. And then straight away it cuts outside and he's like, ah, get some fish and chips. Yeah. Lunch, or like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> met three years ago. Yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I had cancer, matter. That's how, my whole story. So they add on top of the whole, the sadness part of it. It's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. you want to go home, doctor? Oh, you want to go shopping first? No worries. I'll meet you there. It's fine. Go about it. Yeah. I'm Graham. I'll go talk to some bus drivers on the way. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be tops. It'll be great. Uh, so yeah, they head off and obviously the, um, they have the whole scene where the doctor finally gets her outfit, which is... Ryan and Yaz take her shopping. I enjoy every doctor's clothing moment because we know what they're going to look like ahead of time because you get the promotional material and the trailer yeah. and all those sort of things. But the moment when they actually get the clothes, I always enjoy how they go about it because different doctors do it different ways. You know, some of the times the doctor goes inside the TARDIS and it's like, my selection of clothes here, they go yeah. about it. This one is like, she runs in, she's like this. I like how when she walks out, I really like her outfit as well. Like I'm a big fan of her. Yeah, her, her costume. It looks practical. Yeah, look, uh, looks good. Good coat, everything. That's what. That's the thing for the doctor. Good coat. That's the the go to thing. When she walks out, I like how Yaz is just like, "That's the one you're going with," and she's like, "This is the one I'm going with." Like, <laughs> it's like she's at times she seems very childlike, I guess, in Ellen, yeah. which is similar again to Matt Smith, I suppose, and at times um gets the outfit they then head off this is another apparently the 13th doctor is really good at building stuff and it's not to say the doctor has never been good at building stuff beforehand yeah this in particular the 13th doctor appears to be really good at building really high-tech stuff out of <laughs> out of nothing. nothing yeah sonic way to transport myself to the tardis it's fine no worries so they get into a garage she hooks up a bunch of yeah junk i guess this dead i think it's the dead person's car before okay that makes it even weirder they're like someone yeah. died here he's still got stuff well, here nobody's looking for him <laughs> no one, yeah, it's, it'll, be, it'll be fine we'll just we'll just use his his random junk everything will be okay so they hook up all that up she's like cool send me off uh i'll zap this thing i'll press the microwave button or whatever she is and she's like all right see you later hope you enjoy your live and of course you know the whole time watching this you're like they come with her obviously like it's very Come on. Yeah. I didn't I didn't expect it to end the way it does, but I, I was like, they're going to come yeah. with her. She gets zapped away. They all get zapped away. And then they, uh, they're in space. They're floating in the middle of 
the Denzel Space. Which, yep. All about to die. It was a good run. Well, I mean... How many years? Over 50? 55 years? That's how the Doctor... <laughs> um, the, I, I'll give the Doctor a pass. You know, two hearts, everything like that. Maybe she, maybe she, she can survive a little bit longer in, in the outer space. Yeah. The rest of them are dead by now. Like... <laughs> Like, I don't care if the, the TARDIS sweeps in two seconds later and saves them. They're dead by the end of this episode, realistically. Yep. But this is science fiction. Yeah, I know. Not just, science. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just one point of that. So, um, yeah, but, but before you go on the film, what do you think is going to happen? How do you reckon they're getting it? What do you think is going to happen? I think another ship comes along and picks them up. Just another random shit that happens to be going past. Yeah. Not- they just show up like a fly on a windscreen. Yeah, that, that could work. I yeah, yeah. I, something like that. I can I can see happening. I I joke about my theory about the TARDIS never showing up, but at the same time, I'm like that would be funny if that was a mate. If that was like the plot. Of, like, yeah, the that would be an interesting plot line. Like we're trying to find like, the TARDIS. Whole season without a TARDIS. Whole season without a TARDIS. And and then and that, at the end of the season, the TARDIS is fixed. We have seen it in the background in promotional material, right? But we haven't seen it unless I'm forgetting. And I haven't like gone over the trailers recently. But I don't recall seeing inside or outside. Definitely not inside. I don't recall seeing outside of the TARDIS in any of the trailers. All I'm going to do is throw it out there. You know? A whole season trying to track down the TARDIS. Is that a possibility? Anything's possible. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the final thing. So let's talk about the the villain, Mr. Tim Shaw. What were your overall thoughts on Tim Shaw? And what would you rate him out of 10 as a Doctor Who villain? Uh, I'd say like a five. He's pretty forgettable. I mean... If, if 10 is a Dalek and one is something I don't know, maybe even a four. I mean, he was just there to serve his purpose of like getting them all together and giving them sort of giving us an introduction to the doctor. But yeah, I feel, I feel like, and like you said, there's like heavy predator connections. I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, and it starts with the whole, Alien vs. Predator setup thing, which then gets away. But then everything from I take trophies, my mask comes off similarly. And I'm not saying that's the only Predator's only thing that ever does that. However, yeah. other elements just made the mask relate to the Predator thing. I take trophies for stuff. Um, got predators to have a lot of teeth. Don't have trophies. Predators do have a lot of teeth. Yeah, you are correct. We're tying it all back in. Um, <laughs> I've got a little pet that's scouting out for me. You know, one man army come down to Earth to not kill someone but take them. But you know, basically Doctor Who uh, equivalent of a predator, I guess. But yeah, um, Tim Shaw, and also their name, which I can't help but keep <laughs> Tim saying. Shaw. Tim Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I really don't feel like the low quality of the villain affects the overall episode though which is the thing like i gave the episode an eight in my written review explosionable.com in my written review and i i I, yeah. I feel like if the villain was stronger than the episode i you know could have been better but i don't, I don't feel like even if the, the villain was a little bit worse it affects the episode that much i mean if the villain was 
garbage Terrible. just like te- like you cringing watching then it brings the episode down but it was just as you said it was just subpar good enough to serve the episode where the main purpose yeah. is you don't want a villain to overshadow these two characters you're introducing yeah. so it made sense yeah so something it does make sense bland it's, yeah it's like the main purpose of this first episode is yes we do want to have a a villain and all that sort of typical Doctor Who stuff. But the main, the, it's the first episode, new Doctor, new companions slash friends of the Doctor. That's what the main focus should be on. So they did pick us, you know, like the villain isn't super exciting. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, gi- I'd give Tim Straw a solid five. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. By the end of the season... What's the bell for? <laughs> we'll be able to, I don't know. Just <laughs> By the end of the season, we'll have a nice ranking of all the, the Doctor yeah. Who uh, monsters and villains throughout the show, though. So that'll be good. Um, what are you going to give? I gave my I gave my score then as well, though. But what are you going to give the, the episode as a whole? Um, probably like a 7.5. Got well, just had to go a little bit lower than me, didn't you, Ash? Yeah. A little bit lower than me. I don't think I loved it as much as you did, so... Okay. To go a bit lower, it's because I feel like I feel more critical. I, I often feel like I feel more critical when I do the long form, like if we talk about something in this. We talk about, well, it's fun to be critical, <laughs> to be fair. It's easy to be, I find it easier to obviously point out critical things, but then at the same time, I could do the show and not point out any of the things I'm critical about and just sit here and be like, I laughed so much when she did the spoon laugh, and like, I laughed yeah. so much when she did this, and like, I was sitting there like, yay, this is great, which I was a lot of the time, that's obviously why mm. I rated it high, but I do think if you're going to do a long-form thing on one subject, like a one show, one episode, as we're doing now, it's like, if you're not going to point out the critical things, what's the point? What's the point, really? Yeah. It needs um, to be really short. Yeah, it's like, I really enjoyed the smiling at the spoon thing. Uh, what do you rate it? Eight, 7.5? Cool, I go with eight. Boy, let's go. Tim Shaw. <laughs> Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw, I can't get over it. Um, yeah, overall, we both enjoyed it, which is really good. It's really great. Um, looking forward to the rest of the season. Do you reckon, did anyone in that, uh, you know, at the end where it came out of all the yeah, actors? Yeah, they did a big log list of actors coming up, which is weird. I don't... I think they've done it before, though. Maybe. Uh, none of, I'll be honest. Them. None of them stood out to me because I'm not... Yep. British, I guess. It's like I, I knew yes. a couple of the people, but at the same time, yeah. like I wasn't like... Yeah. Love that person yeah. from that show that I watch. Like, yeah, so the only big names that I saw are... Uh, Mark Addy from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, season fame. one, yeah, yeah, well, he, yeah, season one. Uh, Chris North or North from uh, he was in like Sex and the City and The Good Wife. Uh, Lee Mack, who was a comedian, it does. I've seen him on a bunch of stuff, and then I think the probably the biggest name is probably Alan Cumming. That is it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so stands out for for us not British people. I feel like everybody else. Just basic from clean, like small looks at everybody. They seem to be like from Coronation Street or like the soaps and that sort of stuff from over there. Well, uh, Graham's from Coronation Street. Yeah. Like that's where he's did 400 or, you know, billion episodes or something prior to this, you know. Um, so that maybe, maybe uh, Chris is a, a big Coronation Street fan. Don't know. Maybe. Um, I will point out from the 
uh, was saying before about like from the behind the scenes aspect <laughs> that 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 show real does stick with their notion of Doctor Who is now more inclusive and you know behind the scenes and in front of the scenes because you're watching that thing and it is like very varied upcoming very cast diverse of, diverse upcoming yep. cast of uh, supporting and extra characters on episodes so <clears throat> and it, it is funny like I don't want to talk about it every episode but so I'll just point out now when they did that when the news story broke and they were like we're having the first ever Black Rider Rider Doctor Who after 55 years I was like 55 years you're having the first one finally like what the fuck okay yeah that's good news but at the same time it's like wow that's I know I guess Stephen Moffat was just hoarding all the episodes he did write a few of them and he did he yeah. did Stephen Moffat was also someone who had like his protégés I suppose is the way you'd, yeah. go, you'd go about it and yeah. they were the ones who he would often bring in to direct and write episodes which yeah yeah you know, whatever I, they, again, they, they've got a different structure to America where they've got like a writer's room I believe shows in America have writer depends on the show yeah no like American shows have writer's room whereas the British shows it, I think they do they're more not like that. Uh, yeah, I, like, I really don't. I think it might depend on the show. I know that, like, yeah, a lot of sh shows, like on TV, it's like the script's done by someone. They won't coordinate with the director or anything, and the director might just come in. Like, a, they don't have as much time to prep, I guess, <laughs> is, yeah. is the thing, unless they're heavily involved in a show. Um, but that's going to be it for this week's episode. Oh, or, yeah, I was about to say, I was about to correct myself and say, no, I'm not it. But yeah, Doctor Who is a weekly show. What the fuck? <laughs> that was it weird. is. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be doing this, obviously, for the next nine weeks, unless something weird happens. happens. But that doesn't usually happen for Doctor Who, I, I feel. But yeah, for the next nine weeks, you can join us here on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, where you can watch the show live, of course, or check it out on the VODs, if that's your preferred way to watch... Uh, video on demand content. Uh, the show goes up 24 hours later on youtube.com slash explosion network over there. So you can subscribe to there. Ring the bell. That's what I was doing before, Ash. I was doing a ring, ring the bell, bell sound. Ring, oh, that, that's, ring that bell. It rang too early. That's ding, what ding, happened. It rang too early, which is what everyone should be doing. Um, and the show is available on podcasting services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other ones. Search for them on your, your preferred one. Not, not, not Google. Sorry. But all the other ones. It does exist on. Uh, this is a product of Explosion Network. Of course, you can follow Explosion Network on Twitter at ExplosionPod. Head on over to ExplosionNetwork.com to find out many of our shows. Great content, podcasts, news, reviews, articles. Things I mentioned before, like the Doctor Who episode one written review by myself, truly. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley Hobley. A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. Yeah. yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Vivaladil V I V A L A D I L. Thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next week. Until <laughs> then, bye bye. <laughs>